Welcome to the View in Your Mirror podcast. We are your hosts, Lisa Rubin and Katie Harms. From new moves to tried and true strategies, we'll dissect the ways in which clothing and a little organization can and does affect your daily life. Come along as we hope to inspire, engage, and shape your rituals as well as your shapewear. Hey there, welcome to the View in Your Mirror podcast. I'm Katie Harms. With me is Lisa Rubin. Yes, you are. Lisa, what do we usually do from here? What do we talk about? We talk about what season and episode it is, Katie. So give it to me. It's season two, episode seven. Season two, lucky number seven. And we have Glenn Barber Bassey coming up. Super excited to talk to her and tell the story of how we both met her. There's a very fun connection there. It is very fun and I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Now you, you have gotten out. (laughs) I've escaped. (laughs) You've escaped. Tell me about it. 13 months of COVID and what did you finally do? I finally am on a mini vacation. I am. You are. How does it feel? It feels wonderful. It feels wonderful. I'm enjoying it. It's very zen. Oh, good. So somewhere sunny. Somewhere sunny, beachy, ocean. All of the above. So you I'm got very... on a plane to get there. <laughs> I, did. I did, Katie. Yay, got... you! <laughs> and you felt good about it, but you were vaccinated, right? I was. I have had both of my vaccines. I am very grateful that I was able to do that. I volunteered at a center that was giving out the vaccines for nine hours of my time. And at the end of the nine hours, I was able to get vaccinated. Oh, that's and a neat way to do it. It was, it was great. It was hard work, but I didn't mind doing it. And um, the reward was fantastic because I'm not quite of the age that I should be able to get the vaccine, but I was able to because I did volunteer. That's incredible. And, and does it give you just a sense of comfort? Yes. Having it's... known the, and, and that desire to travel again. Yes, it does. It does. It's, it, there's just like a, a freeing feeling. And I've had both of my shots. So the biggest part for me is that I hope I don't ever give it to somebody else. That was my biggest thing. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, and two, you have uh, both your parents still very much with us and, and my that relation and your in-laws, which is just so unbelievable. You are unbelievably fortunate with that and having watched them go through this whole last year has had to put some extra angst on you it it was yes it was it was not fun it was not easy um you like live in this fearful place and you just hope you never give it to somebody else that you care about so they have also been vaccinated so now when we all can get together, we actually can all get together as the CDC has now said without masks, which will be crazy. That's exciting. There's going to be some good reunions coming. Now let's come back to your trip because something very interesting happened to you. Did it not? You had it, to, while you're on vacation, you actually had, you were pressed into service. I was, that's a good way of saying it, Katie. Yes. <laughs> the friend I went with, her luggage got lost and did not obviously realize it till we got here and we are outside of the United States. And so going shopping to find the basics is quite difficult. 
and as she was having a complete panic attack and she's a good friend of mine so I don't actually help her um, with her clothing I try not to help too many of my friends and I'm like no problem I'll take you we'll get this done the principles are the same you will have clothes to wear for this trip and she didn't really understand that because I'd never helped her before so off we went we had to take someone with us because um, there was a language Because there was barrier. a language, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And in three hours, we were able to get her exactly what she needed for the time that we were here. Probably not everything that she would have picked out personally, but as it turns out, as she's been wearing it, that she might actually like some of the things I got her. Surprise, and so surprise. I did tell you that story because I realized that when I'm doing my thing for people, I keep the goals and the principles the same. It's just the people are different, right? And we were in and out of 12 stores in an hour. That's incredible. Well, you have this way, I've done it with you. You have this way to almost scan. It's like- That's what I do. do, 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 do uh, bing, and you go there. And I mean, really, isn't every business a business of efficiencies? Yes. And the, To the, be the, more efficient in everything you do, helps you achieve greater success. Very true. And the funniest part, and this happens when I was in person shopping with clients, this happened every time, but here I'm with a good friend and we've been doing it now for like an hour and a half. And we found some things at a store and she hands me all the clothes as she's ready to check out. And I looked at her and I said, I'm not paying for this. Why are you handing this to me? And we both started laughing. She goes, well, you're in charge. I don't know. It just I just had to give it to you. And I said, no, you're not alone. <clears throat> that literally happens every time, every time. Yeah. And we just started laughing. So, you know, we had some good laughs and I wasn't expecting to work on my trip. I think what's interesting too is having worked with you, there is a certain sense of when you fold yourself into the process of working with you, it, there's almost like a sense of, of, relaxation or comfort that comes with it because you realize that there is a whole theory behind this. There is a whole process that you have honed and done your entire career. And when you share that with somebody else, there is just this sense of comfort knowing that you're in really good hands. That's maybe something that people don't understand when they think wardrobe consultant. Well, I know how to pick out my own clothes. I know this, I know that. We all think we do until you go through the process. It's like, it's no different than thinking you know how to hang your clothes in a closet. I have a very dear friend in California who is a neurosurgeon and he researched closet parts for his daughter's home. And he bought all this very nice material. He was very proud of himself, put it all in. And I said, it looks great. And he said, well, give me your honest opinion. And I said, okay, here's my honest opinion. You have very beautiful things in there. The function of how they are working is not necessarily the optimal for usage. And that's what sets someone apart who knows how to design a space or who knows how to put a wardrobe together. Yes, there is a lot of women who can go shop. There is a lot of women who put themselves together beautifully. If you think you need help, wow, does it make a great difference. Katie, you said that perfectly about what you do and what I do. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what sets 
I think us apart from a lot of people that do or try to do what we do. And that takes us back. And there's a lot of people who do it well, let's just say, you know, no, we, we certainly can't help everybody. There's a lot of people who do it very well. And when you see them, you celebrate them and it's really fun. You're like, oh my gosh, that person gets it. Yay them and yay us. Because I think in our careers, we know from years of working with people, there's always enough to go around. That's true. Yes. So, and I've yeah. been doing this a really long time and so have you. So along the way, we have both met some people that do it really, really well. And we stay connected with them. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I've formed some great friendships and relationships with people all over the country, actually, that do what I do. So, yeah, I like to call them friendly competitors. That's a good word. Yeah. In some I mean, cases, they, right? I didn't. I, well, I never thought of them as a competitor because there's so many women that can benefit from both of our services that, like you said, we can't help everybody. And so it's nice to be able to know somebody else yeah. that does what we both do. Right. And, you know, there are often times that I have been asked, well, what do you think about this company? Or what do you think about that company? Particularly in the Twin Cities market, there are several people doing what I do. Maybe not to the extent that I do it, where I'm looking at the whole process. I'm a little bit of a hybrid from a space planning standpoint. It's not just closets. It's really looking at your plan. It's looking at how your entire home functions. And optimally, we get on that at the point of working with an architect when you're still in plan phases, because that's when it's easiest to make the changes and to talk about them. So when you get into the build or when you get into the remodel, there isn't a lot of, oops, I forgot that. Or, oh gosh, why didn't I think about that? I handle that part of it. But back to when people say, you know, they have me to do their master bedroom closet. Well, I got a quote from this person, that person, that person. There's a lot of really good products out there in the Twin Cities market. And there's a lot of really good designers. And what I will tell people most of the time is if you feel comfortable with the design and it fits everything you need, then go with that person. It's really important. If you want me to look over something that someone did for you, I'd be happy to do that. I'm not about taking business away from somebody. I'm about making sure that you get what works for you because there will always be enough for everyone to go around. I know that in certain companies, there are training programs and not everyone gets the model of how to really design space. So the bigger the company, in many cases, you're working with an unknown. The people that have been doing it the longest, the people that have been in the, in the business, truly designing spaces, generally have a better sense of what works over time. It's not about selling additional product or seeing how much you can throw into that space. It's about how is it going to work the best for your personal needs? In many cases, I'm telling them, no, do you really, you don't need that extra this, that extra that. You have these, it fits here. Let's eliminate that part of it. Let's keep it a little bit more open. Let's give yourself some breathing room. So it's the yeah. same thing with a wardrobe. It's exactly the same principles. And I tell people that all the time. It's quality versus quantity, you know, don't always think the trend, have a few pieces of trend, but you want to at least keep that piece for five years. It's exactly the same. It's kind of fun that we find this out as we talk more. Yeah. It just keeps coming. It keeps coming back to what got us to where we are. 
Right. And as I was listening to you explain that, I'm like, yeah, it's exactly the same for a wardrobe. All right. So with that, we are going to welcome our guest to join us. Glenn Barber Bassey is a financial advisor and believes her purpose is to educate, engage, and empower others to feel confident in their financial future. Kind of what we're talking about, Lisa, only she's doing in their financial future. She is one of the most uplifting people we know, and that's just simply one part of Glenn Barber Bassey. Welcome to the podcast, Glenn Barber Bassey. So happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And I'm very excited to have you on our podcast. I was looking forward to it. So Glenn, we found out in a really fun way that we all know each other. Lisa, how did you meet Glenn? Let me back up a little bit. So when COVID hit and the world changed on March 13th, about two weeks into it, I had so many clients texting, calling, emailing me, freaking out how they're going to run their business by a computer on Zoom. They had no idea what to do. And being that, you know, I'm really a therapist for my clients slash wardrobe consultant. I'm like, oh my God, I need to write my first blog post on LinkedIn. So I am not a writer. I totally freaked out. It took me three days to write the seven simple suggestions to working from home slash WTF, right? Which became our first real podcast. Exactly. Well, that's why we, anyway, that's a different story. It is a different story, but it's notable. (laughs) I emailed you because you're such a wonderful writer. And I said, Katie, look this over. Tell me what you think. Well, you didn't get back to me right away. And I don't have a lot of patience for that. So I posted it. And And it was wonderful. I don't think I would have changed anything. Maybe one word. Okay, good. That's good to know. And I think, Glenn, you contacted me within a week of me posting this. Okay. So now, all right. Now, Glenn, let's take it from yours. What, what prompted you to reach out to Lisa? So first of all, it's so interesting how we have different memories of how we met. Mine's pretty similar, but I would say some of the details are different because I can't remember when we first met, I want to say maybe April or May last year, Lisa. It was definitely April because I looked it up. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for doing your research. Um, I was at a point where I was so fed up with the COVID. I thought I would have lasted at least two months, I guess only a couple weeks. And I decided that I'm going to start getting dressed up again. And everyone else was going to work in their yoga pants and sweatshirts. And I had on heels, collared shirts and my dresses. And I felt like a million dollars. And it was the same day that I started getting dressed up again is when I saw an email from, I think it was like National Women Business Owners of Minnesota or something. Nabo. 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 And you had a featured article in there. It was a Friday afternoon. And I thought, hey, what are the chances of the first day I'm getting dressed up and then I get this email and then I called you. And I was very skeptical because I never have spent money like that um, to have someone come into my space. And I wanted to understand how it works. So 
I think we chatted for about 30 minutes. I basically fell in love with you right then. I felt like I was talking to someone from New York. And that Monday, <laughs> New York, really? Yeah. Um, you, you asked me very straightforward questions, which yeah. I really, really like. And I really also wanted to work with you because when I'm talking to someone within the first 10 minutes, I pretty much have summed up if I can help them or can help them. And I knew that I could help you. And Glenn, you said something to the effect of, I had never spent money like that. What does that mean? On yourself? That's a really good question. To me, it means on myself with, on a, a service that I couldn't really articulate the benefit of. It felt, did it feel frivolous? It did. Yeah. But as an end result, do you think it was frivolous? No, absolutely not. So take me through the process. What, what did Lisa do for you? <laughs> Well, she was not available to meet me on Sunday. So we met that following Monday morning, I think at 7am, maybe via Zoom. And she said, don't put on any makeup, no clothes, just wear your robe. And we'll go from there. So we FaceTimed and did a little bit of small talk. And then I showed her into my closet. And I felt so vulnerable, because here's a woman, I've never seen her face before. I did not do any research, additional research other than our conversation the Friday before. And I'm inviting her into my closet and trying on clothes in front of her and sharing intimate things about myself that I wouldn't normally share with a stranger. And Glenn, let's talk about, because I so vis vividly remember, what did I find in your closet that you didn't even know you had? Ooh, I feel like that's a trick question. I don't no, remember. It's not a trick question. It was that skirt in the corner, the multicolored skirt in the corner. Yes. With the white blouse. And I told you to go put those on together. Yes. And you said, how did you see that in my closet? I said, because I can see everything in your closet right now. And I think that was probably one of those moments that you realized, okay, I got, I got to really pay attention now. Do you agree or disagree? I would agree. What I remember is you said, try on your favorite pair of jeans. Okay. And then you commented how they looked on me and, and what's what I liked about them. And then try on your favorite work suit. You saw my style. You had me try on a couple other things. And then you had me go through all of my pants, all of my shirts, all of my dresses. And you asked very specific questions for certain pieces. And you, every piece that you said, what do you wear that with? I was like, you know, I haven't worn that in a couple of years because I really don't know. So you really did pick out those items. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with you. It was, it was very fun. When you walk into your closet in the morning, are you organized in a different way? There was a precursor to this event because I previously did try to do this work with some friends, probably like two months before non-COVID. I had three women come over. They're small business owners in town and I made laminated signs and the sign said, <laughs> frumpy, no way, get rid of it. <laughs> and there was one that said, eh, maybe keep. And there was another that said, va, 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 boom, definitely keep. <laughs> so my friends, I tried on everything in my closet and my friends would sit there holding up the signs. I did not know this story. Yeah, this was, you know, you were in my closet for less than two hours. My girlfriends were over there, no wine. We were there for like four <laughs> hours. It was ridiculous. We got sidetracked down memory lane. I did clean out two or three garbage bags of clothes before I let Lisa in. But before Lisa came in, 
I still didn't feel any different despite having been through that whole purge with, with my girlfriends. In that throwing out those garbage bags of clothing, assuming you brought them to Goodwill or donated something. What, can you tell me three things that were in those bags? Yes. My patent leather Danska clogs that I had <laughs> since college, you guys. I mean, the girls Thank would God not I let didn't me. see those. Not let me keep those. There was this Banana Republic sweater I probably had for 15 years. It was white and gray with buttons down the neck and it could kind of open up to have a really full neck. I wore it once a week for the past five to seven years. I have pictures with those women in that sweater and they're like, Glenn, you you can't ever wear that again. We didn't want to tell you on that last day, but now. Mm -hmm. And then... Probably those jeans that I knew were never going to fit again, but I kind of kept them around. They were, you know, designer and maybe I'd one day be that size again. Or maybe they had memories attached to them. A lot of people have a hard time getting rid of certain clothes because there's memories attached to them. So maybe you had that as one of them. I want to switch gears, but before we do, we're going to take a little break because we have to give a shout out to our sponsor, Rustica Bakery. Glenn, I think you know about Rustica also. True story. I used to work at Lululemon for a little bit with Lily is the daughter of the owners of Rustica, Lily Hoyt. She's super sweet. And then my Italian ex-husband says they have the best espresso in the Twin Cities. We love them so much. As I have not been in Minnesota for the last little bit, I am missing them beyond. So hang tight. We'll be right back to talk more with Lynn Barber-Bassey and get into how she got to where she is today. On the Viewing Your Mirror podcast, we love sharing our personal favorites. Rustica Bakery is high on that list, and we know you're going to agree. Rustica has two locations. They're original at 3224 West Lake Street in Minneapolis, across from Calhoun Commons and Whole Food Market. And Southdale Center next to Lifetime, where you'll enter without even going into the mall. Both have ample parking, either online or in-store. Bread, breakfast, dessert, treats, a menu sure to allow you to find a personal favorite in no time. Online ordering is a breeze and curbside pickup is an option. Available in-store only are savory menu items. Think grab and go for lunch or enjoy them there. Brunch items are offered Friday through Sunday. My personal favorite is the Take and Bake Cookies, available online or in-store. Truly a capstone for any get-together and in just 15 minutes from package to plate, a memory to make. We highly suggest you always have these in your freezer. RusticaBakery.com. Find the food and drink you adore or try something new. Rustica Bakery puts the love shown by their customers back into every item baked. At Rustica, you're among favorites. And we are back with Glenn Barber-Bassey and Lisa Rubin. I'm Katie Harms. We are the View in Your Mirror podcast, and we are talking about wardrobes and makeovers and how Glenn and Lisa met. And now we're going to just quickly touch on how we all realized we knew each other. Because I had met Glenn, I had met you through some other friends at a girls get together for wine and instantaneously loved you, truly instantaneously loved you. So you were just open and fun and just exuded positivity, which I love. About what, a year and a half ago, I had started a 
a wine Wednesdays for women. And I just sent out invitations to a bunch of women that I knew and said, Hey, you know, come over at five o'clock on Wednesday and let's just share a glass of wine, bring something. If you want to share it, bring a bottle of wine. If you want to share it, let's just see where this goes. And we had had a couple in Glenn, I think you were at the first one, Lisa, you were not or vice versa. I can't remember, but had you both been there at the same time, you would have met each other. But when Lisa and I were talking about doing this podcast, she talked about her seven simple suggestions for, you know, what to wear, (laughs) WTF. And she mentioned this client who had called her out of the, I don't know why I had this feeling. I don't know how, I don't know if she even gave me the name. And then Glenn, you mentioned that you had done this consultation with someone and it was really cool. And I think you said Lisa. And so it all came together in this wonderful cosmic connection. And here we are. But I remember Katie, when you called me, I was in the middle of something. You FaceTime me out of nowhere, which you usually don't <laughs> FaceTime me. I'm like, Katie, I can't talk. And she's like, no, no, no. You have to get on. You have to get on right now. That's right. Of course I did because you were insistent (laughs) and you're like, I have a surprise for you. I go, you have a surprise for me. Okay. And then you, Glenn came on or you said her name or, or I heard Glenn's voice. I'm like, wait a minute. How do you know her? Yeah. It was crazy. That's right. And it was very shortly after I helped Glenn. Exactly. It was within, it was within weeks at the first virtual Wednesday maybe. Did you have virtual Wednesdays when the COVID we then did a, That's yes, we did do virtual Wednesdays for a while when COVID started. And then it just became very difficult because I think people were so virtualed out for a while that thinking about sharing a glass of wine on a Wednesday just didn't, just didn't fit. So we, we tabled it for a while. Mm. Hopefully it'll come back. It was Never. a lot of fun. Um, I hope the in-persons come back. Yeah, they, they will. I would, I would love to bring them back. Okay. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to really pivot now that word that's really gotten in there with COVID and, and Glenn, you have a very compelling story and you live every day. Basically, I feel like wanting to educate and all of us have a different path for how we got to where we are in your present career. You are a financial planner and that's fairly new. How did you get there? What, what led you into this career? I love telling this story, Katie. So thank you for asking. I probably have one of the most non-traditional career paths of of anyone I know. And I spent 18 years in corporate America. I was in finance. I did some product management. I worked overseas for six years, always for big fortune 500 companies. And while I liked a lot of the experiences I had and the companies that I worked for and the teams that I worked with and led, there was part of me that wasn't fulfilled. I didn't feel like I was living up to what I could be doing and what I ultimately would want to be doing in the next 10 years. And in 2015, um, I lost my job at Target. They closed the Target Canada project. And I also had been divorced in 2013. And I have three kids at that time under the age of eight. So I I had a blank slate for what I wanted to do. And I did a lot of um, running. I did a lot of soul searching, a lot of reading, uh, a lot of talking with people. And I put together a plan for 
what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And it, it meant that I would try anything for two years. And if I didn't see myself there for another eight years, then I would have to make a hard decision and, and make a change. I worked for one other employer before becoming a financial advisor that I'm doing now. And working with uh, clients and small businesses is so rewarding. And you talked about your going through your divorce. I think that's one of the things that drive you again, back to that educational piece of it so that others don't find themselves where you are. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that. Well, divorce is something that no one ever finds themselves really planning for. It's the reality is I think it happens to a lot of, a lot of people, whether it's your, your mom, your sister, your daughter, a friend from college. Um, and a lot of us aren't prepared for it. I definitely was not prepared. I remember, I don't know if I told you guys this, but um, my attorney, whom I, I love now, Jane Binder, she actually tried to fire me um, in 2013. <laughs> it was the only person that has ever tried to fire me. Um, and I was a hot mess. I was demanding. I was just not an enjoyable client. And it was literally like the week before our eight hour debriefing where we were finalizing all of the agreements. And I pulled over, I was driving home from Target and I pulled over on Hennepin Avenue and I started like crying and begging her. I was like, Jane, please do not fire me. We're so close. I can't get anyone else up to speed. I, I promise I'll let you do your thing and I'll just sit there, please. And she kept me on fast forward five years or seven years. I saw her at a seminar and took a picture with her and send it to my ex-husband. And I was like, Lorenzo, look who I found. And I told her the story of how she f- tried to fire me. She did not remember it. She's like, I have such fond memories of you. You have three little kids. And <laughs> no, I don't remember that at all. Well, clearly oh. she was having a bad day herself. Well, that could be it. But you said you said it earlier, how we have memories of things is, is very interesting. The things that pop out in your memory might not be in somebody else's. Lisa and I were talking about this a little bit. We each find that we have principles of how we do our work. You know, they're different clients, they're different homes, they're different situations, they're different companies that people work for, but that our principles of wardrobe consulting or our principles of space planning work within the same, has to be the same within your investment strategy. Does it not? Yeah, I think the most important thing is the relationship with the client, probably like in in your businesses, unless you can feel 100% comfortable sharing your deepest, darkest vulnerabilities, the service provider can't do their best work. And when I was going through this divorce, I was not present. I didn't have a lot of good friends that I could rely on and ask questions about. I thought that there were things that I would never be able to comprehend because I didn't have the training. Now, where I am and my life experiences and and career changes, everything is understandable. It's a matter of asking the right questions and not settling for something that you you don't understand. So if you keep asking someone something and you, you can't understand or you think you're not qualified or smart enough, I would say maybe try asking a different way or try asking a different person. And that was one of the biggest um, lessons, I guess, that I've learned over the last eight years since my divorce is there are plenty of people that have gone ahead of you, whether it's divorce or whether it's finding a wardrobe consultant or whether it's finding a financial advisor, whatever the the case may be, um, ask 
friends to help explain and guide you and make sure you find someone you can be, be comfortable with. And you can and trust. That, yeah. Yes, yes. I think trust is a big one. Yes. I mean, if I didn't trust you, Lisa, I wouldn't have let you into my closet and <laughs> listen well, exactly. to your recommendations. You really didn't know me. So no. it's the way I presented myself to you yeah. that you realized that you could trust me. And that probably the same for you and how you handle with your clients is they know that they can trust you. I think there are people that have this like sixth sense to know within the first 10 minutes, if it's someone that you can see yourself being friends with, associated with for decades to come. And that was the impression that I had with, with both of you guys. Katie, I don't know if you remember when we were at the, there was a gala at Calhoun Beach Club and I am not a sports person. And I went with Laura. Yes, that was Hamid. the wine dinner. Yes. Yes. And I, um, I remember there's a picture of me in a gold football helmet. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but you were laughing. I think you took the picture actually. Um, okay. Someone had won this. And that was when I met you and I thought, you know what? I want to be friends with her. She's, she's fun. Yes. You reached out. I do remember that. That was a, that was a helmet that PJ Fleck had signed. He has, he had not been at the university a very long time at that point and had changed so many things. One of it was uniforms and that gold helmet was a very special helmet that the, that the team brought out that first year. And I want to say that helmet that garnered a good amount of money for Gopher athletics, which is what the wine dinner went to support. So that is how we met. And then I remember you did reach out and said, Hey, let's have wine. And we got a group of people together to do that. Anne Marie Rogers, our dear friend and Laura Hamid. And that was delightful. That started our, a really wonderful friendship. And as Lisa's talked about before, you get to a point in life where you operate obviously on all the knowledge you have, but there's a gut check. And I think that's what you're talking about literally with your sixth sense of just how it feels and yeah. does it, does it fill you up? And that's what I've always felt about both of you is that your whole beings are about engaging and empowering women to be the best that they can be. And obviously you'll work with men as well, but women have a special place in your heart. Glenn, talk to me a little bit. Did Lisa help you find a personal brand? Do you feel like you got further with her than you had ever been on your own? Do you feel like you're still keeping some principles and using them? Is she in your head every day? <laughs> Well, you're both in my head every day because I listened to one of your episodes a couple months ago where you mentioned that bras are not supposed to be stored inside of each other. So that very day I went on um, Amazon and bought a bra organizer for my closet. Oh, and Katie it will be so every, happy. I haven't sent you a photo, but every morning I think about both of you because my bras are organized. But are the straps my, adjusted, Glenn? Oh yes. Straps are adjusted. Okay. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> and Yes. The part that Lisa really helped me with, aside from helping me see outfits I didn't see, was she identified like six things that I needed to complete my wardrobe. And they were pretty basic things, a belt, a pair of black pants, another like solid color blazer, two pencil skirts, a white 
collared shirt. And she knew my style after spending a couple hours with me that Monday morning. And she sent me some different ideas where I could order them. She asked me my price point and she really knew it's funny what would be a good fit and a bad fit. Um, so I, I, she has a gift for being able to see someone's body, even if you're not in person and then knowing what, what style would look good. That's fantastic. Now we talked about businesses of of efficiency and very early on, you talked about the fact that you felt it might've been a little frivolous. So Mm. looking back on that, was it a good investment to invest in your time with Lisa? Yes. Not only for the clothes that I have, but the experience. And when I walk into my closet, I feel so good. Like there's no negative energy. I feel the clothes that I have are very intentional and it just feels a lot more like calm and serene, if that makes sense. It does. It totally does. Then I, then I did my job or that I'm <laughs> doing my job. I'm doing my job. You it's are doing over. your job. It's never over. How about a lucky piece? Do you have a lucky piece in your wardrobe? Well, I have this little red Louis Vuitton bag that it's a, a clutch bag and it's probably my only one. So she goes out a lot if I'm dressed up at night. Um, but I've probably had her for 20 years. I think it was a gift from my boyfriend at the time. And I like it. It just makes me feel sassy and happy. Love that. You have a lot going on in your life. Who's Glenn outside of work? Oh, well, Glenn has been traveling a fair amount recently, which I definitely don't post on social media for fear of the COVID shaming. But I love to travel. I was in Costa Rica two weeks ago on a meditation and yoga retreat. I had never done such a thing before, but I highly recommend it and we'll do it again. I like to explore whether it's new places in the Midwest. Last summer, I took a RV road trip with my three kids and a friend's daughter and a dog to South Dakota. <laughs> Yeah, I would never recommend that to to someone in hindsight, it may have been a little bit more than I can chew. But and then my family is uh, all over. I've got a sister in Vermont, a sister in New York and a brother in Denver. So I like to see them as much as possible too. Oh, fantastic. And it has not been that long that we have been having guests on our podcast. So we're so excited to do this. And in amongst this process, we are starting to ask our guests who they choose as a nonprofit spotlight, because Lisa and I feel very, very strongly that in Minnesota, we have a multitude of amazing nonprofit organizations, and we're able to showcase them. In our experience, giving back pays dividends beyond our wildest dreams, and you know all about dividends. We don't go into being involved in a nonprofit to get something back, but truly the fact remains that the intangible benefits to one's overall health and wellness is very well documented in giving and reaching out to others. So with that, Glenn, as we wrap up, who have you picked as your nonprofit spotlight? Well, the nonprofit that I would like to spotlight is called Treehouse. And their mission is to end hopelessness among teens. I have a personal story that one of my siblings battled with depression pretty severely 30 or almost 40 years ago. It's very important for me to find ways to help teens. And there are many different places in the Twin Cities where you can 
volunteer. Um, they need mentors to help with college applications and navigating high school. And it's just a great, very well-run organization. www.treehousehope.org is that site. And as you said, several sites across the Twin Cities and outstate, and they're now starting to go out of Minnesota that gives that give teens a place to form meaningful relationships and realize their true value. And this is our next generation of leadership. We want them to be the best that they can possibly be. And we want them to come up and have an incredible view in their mirror, just as we do in ours. So Glenn, with that, thank you so much for being on with us. You mentioned once that you'd been told you really could do radio because you have a great voice. I have to say, I agree. I think you could do podcasts. I mean, you're like a pro, you're a natural. Oh, Katie, thank you so much for saying that. I am so excited that this is the first podcast I have ever been on. And it was on my goals and objectives for this year. So boom, I get to check it off already in Q1. There you go. What? Well, okay. So you're going to have to reset some additional goals. I will do that. So maybe you're going to have another new career. Who knows? But, you know, beyond announcing the swimming meets that you do. You know, I love that you say that because I've gotten together with some friends for the past three or four months and we've been doing Masterclass Mondays where we select a different Masterclass episode to watch and then we talk about it. And we watched yesterday Nancy Cartwright, who is... If you haven't heard of her, the voice of many of your favorite animated characters, two of whom are very near and dear to my son's heart, The Simpsons, Uh, Art and Marge, maybe, but she's fascinating. And it was all about how to change your voice and change your pitch and change your character. So maybe... We'll see. Well, I feel like I need to come in with an accent or something. No, (laughs) (laughs) Glenn, listen, what a gift that you've just given all of us. Thank you so much for being with us. And we look forward to continuing to watch you shine in the view in your mirror. Oh, thank you so much guys for having me. I just love her. She, she's great. She's great. And she's got this calming effect. She really does. She really does. I, I love how she approaches life. And it's just fun to see another experience, particularly through COVID, that someone looking for how they can change and do things better and and live their best life. So fun to have her on. Now, as for us living our best life, we've had some phenomenal feedback from people. It's really been fun. We have a great sponsor. We have a great partnership. And if people want to learn more about us, where do they go? Lisa at wardrobeconsulting.net for me and Katie. Katie at katieharms.com and theviewinyourmirror.com. We're happy you came along and we look forward to continuing to bring you more great podcasts so that you can enhance the view in your mirror.